you know, one thing is trust the process. You know, you can't know everything at first. And it, it is intimidating. You know, it is intimidating when you don't know everything. But trusting the process and realizing you're going to gain the knowledge as, it, as you go, I think is a big thing. Are you ready to hear business stories and learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and level up your business from awesome CEOs, entrepreneurs, and founders without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresh values your time and is ready to share with you the valuable info you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gretch from the I Am CEO Podcast, and I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Trisha Huntley of Huntley & Co. Interior Design. Trisha, it's awesome to have you on the show. Thanks so much, Gresh. I really appreciate it. Happy to be here. Definitely super excited to have you on. And before we jump in, I want to read a little bit more about Trisha so you can hear about all the awesome things that she's doing. And Trisha is principal of Huntley & Co. Interior Design, an award-winning boutique residential design firm based in Washington, D.C. Trisha received her master's degree in interior design from the George Washington University in D.C. and has worked in the industry for over 20 years. A natural aptitude and extensive work experience led to the launch of her own firm in 2006. And however, it's her Midwest upbringing with an ambitious father, conscientious mother, and three rambunctious, aka wild brothers, to which Trisha credits much of her success. Trisha, are you ready to speak to the IMCEO community? I sure am. Thanks. Awesome. Well, let's do it then. So to kind of kick everything off, I wanted to rewind the clock a little bit, hear a little bit more on how you got started. Could you take us through your CEO story? We'll let you get started with your business. Sure. So uh, all I've ever done is interior design. So um, I graduated from college and within the year of working, I really decided I want to go to grad school for interior design. So I came to DC uh, when I was 25 um, and went to GW for my master's degree. And right away, I mean, right when I was graduating, my, um, my mentor, in fact, offered me a job right at my master's degree presentation. So right away, I was immersed in the design field here in DC. And, you know, I actually did work for many years for other people, which is a little bit unusual for my industry, which sounds strange, but it is, there's a lot of people who, you know, they, they, decide they want to be a designer and they go hang a shingle out. But I really did work for 10 years for other people. So I worked for a hospitality firm, a BBGM for a few years, and that's designing hotels. And that was really good experience because it was definitely sink or swim. You know, they just sort of throw you in it. And here's a 600 room hotel. You've never done it before. Figure it out. Hmm. Um, that was a really good um, learning experience. And I also had a couple of people who I worked there with who, were great in that, you know, one of them, I remember her saying to me, you know, don't ever come and just ask me for an answer, try and figure it out on your own. And then if you can't come with a very thoughtful question about how I need to answer that. So I definitely learned early on to problem solve on my own and to be a very thoughtful problem solver, um, which is very good training for being a CEO later on. And then I also worked for um, a small residential firm named Solis Betancourt, which is located here in Washington, D.C., very high end. And the exposure there was great because those gentlemen and, and still are just they just have so much integrity. And it showed me how to run a business, but always being doing so with the utmost integrity, um, gracious, thoughtful employers, bosses extremely gracious with their clients. So that was also really important for me. 
So after 10 years is when I decided to open up my own firm in 2006. And it was interesting because if you, you may not even remember this, but that is just about when uh, the great recession hit. Um, I was probably working a year and just killing it and working crazy hours. And then the recession hit and it actually took a while for it to catch up to me. There were a lot of people being affected sooner than I was. Um, but it was just, it was very interesting in that, you know, this really high peak and then suddenly the recession hits and then learning how to pivot and manage that, which is another thing you have to learn with being a CEO is highs and lows. They do happen. Yeah, that, that makes so much sense. And I appreciate you for sharing that with us. Cause I think so many times, um, it kind of even sounds, I don't know if you would use this word, but it kind of sounds like you were uh, an entrepreneur in, in those jobs. Cause a lot of those things that you were talking about that you learned from those experiences being thrown in the deep end, so to speak, and having to have really thoughtful questions and try out, you know, what could potentially be the answer before it kind of prepared you from the ups and downs, the highs and lows that you said so well that happened in business. So I almost feel like it, it sounds like your experience in those 10 years allowed you to be even better when you decided to put out your own shingle. For sure. And that was part of my plan was that, you know, I sort of have a perfectionist side and I just didn't want to be winging it. I just, I never understood that. Um, I wanted to be the master of everything I could be a master of before I hung up my own shingle because I wanted to produce and provide a really quality product. And I wanted to have the confidence behind what I was doing. I knew that I wouldn't have an answer for everything, but I knew I would have an answer for a lot of things. And I was confident enough to say, you know what? I don't know the answer to that right now, but we'll figure that out and we'll get back to you. Versus when you really don't know what you're doing and you're kind of, you have this, you have to come up with this whole sort of facade of, I know what I'm talking about. I wanted to be very authentic. Yeah, that, that makes so much sense. And I, I feel like even at the heart of, you know, business and maybe even entrepreneurship, but definitely business is, is mitigating risk, um, lowering the amount of, you know, risk that you're taking. And I think one of the best ways to do that is to have that experience, knowledge, um, so that when you are making those decisions, you don't know everything, but you know as much of everything as you can get to so that you're able to make those calculated uh, risks. Absolutely. And that's an important thing in design because there's a lot of risk. You know, we're purchasing products that can be in the tens of thousands of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars, sometimes for clients. And if there's a mistake and it's your fault, you could end up owning that. And that if someone's in maybe new to the business or doesn't have someone backing them, that could kill them immediately and also ruin their reputation. Yeah. So mitigating risk is a, is a big thing for interior designers. Yeah, absolutely. And so um, I, I know I touched on a little bit when I read your bio and you did as well. Um, could you take us through a little bit more on what you do and how you serve your clients that you work with? Sure. So um, this is something that uh, you'll hear a lot when someone says high-end residential design firm, um, full service design firm. So what that means is in terms of full service is that we're creating a design. Um, we are implementing the design um, and installing the design. So we we take it from the very beginning to the very end. So versus like consulting, like I don't just go to someone's house and they ask me questions. That's maybe what you would consider consultation. For our firm, it's all about creating a concept and a vision that is based on the architecture of the home, where it is, the client's lifestyle, you know, probably their aesthetic. Obviously it's coming through our aesthetic, but it's sort of this formula um, that generates a design. And we present that to our clients and then we build budgets, you know, how much this is all going to cost, what the timeline is going to be. We present that to them. They approve it. <laughs> they just approve it always the first time around. <laughs> Often they do, but sometimes there's some revisions. Mm -hmm. um, and then we go about purchasing everything on behalf of our client 
And some of that's, you know, custom fabrication of things, you know, dealing with workrooms, furniture makers, et cetera. We purchase everything. Um, we install, you know, one-time installation. There might be a little bit of, you know, you have to do wall covering and some other things first, but we install it so that it's just one installation. It's a big wow factor. And then the house is done and then we complete the project. So it's from beginning to end. We just want to handle all of it for our clients. Um, one is because we have the know-how on how to do that. We, you know, I've dealt with logistics. It's a lot of logistics in my business, um, for a long time. Um, and managing all of that, uh, behind the scenes. And, you know, that's another thing is that with design and I'm sure a lot of businesses, the idea of doing everything with your client and everything being transparent and having them being part of the process. And one of our points of why we're really good at what we do is you don't have to, you don't have to deal with all that stuff. Believe me, you do not want to be dealing with the trucking companies who will reschedule three times, mm -hmm. show up, um, not show up or mm -hmm. things that go wrong. We'll handle all of that behind the scenes, but when we see you, we're going to give you a really pleasant experience. So that's a big part of a full service design firm is handling all that logistical stuff because as much as we're trying to create a perfect product, it's a very imperfect process. You're dealing with a lot of different types of vendors, all sorts of levels, um, and managing that all behind the scenes and then delivering your project when you said you would, that's the trick. So, you know, I kind of like that part. I, I like that part of the puzzle. Um, so I think being part type A and part B type B is important for a designer. It's not all creative. That's like this much. <laughs> and then this much is logistics. Yeah. Would you consider that to be what I call your secret sauce? And this could be for yourself personally or your business or a combination of both. Uh, but what do you feel kind of sets you apart and makes you unique? Is it that ability to decipher and have that those things come to fruition? That's probably my personal secret sauce for sure. Mm -hmm. um, I'm very sensitive and intuitive. Um, but, you know, there's that, that type A part. So <laughs> it's the ability to see sort of inside people and really get the essence of who they are, but then being able to break it down into something that I can then create. That is definitely the secret sauce of Trisha Huntley and Huntley and company. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so I wanted to switch gears a little bit and I want to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this might be an Apple book or a habit that you have, but what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? I don't know if this is a hack, but you know, as a designer, people probably think it's strange, but I love me a spreadsheet. <laughs> like I could be doing spreadsheets all day long. That sounds very uncreative, but listen, if you don't understand something, just start breaking it down. You know, your numbers, um, a schedule, whatever it is, just get it down into something that's sort of organized, systemized. That's a big thing for me. Yeah. Absolutely. And so uh, you might have already touched on this as well, too. I, but I want to ask you for what I call a CEO nugget, which is kind of a word of wisdom or piece of advice or something you might tell your younger business self. Is it that, you know, reminder that um, even though the things that you think that you aren't doing are in alignment with what you'll be doing, you know, 10 years or whatever down the line, is that something that you would consider to be like your CEO nugget? Yeah, I would say that is my CEO nugget. Um, I think there's, there's, a, there's, there's lots of nuggets there. I, I probably could give nuggets all day long. Mm. Um, but you know, one thing is trust the process. You know, you can't know everything at first and it, it is intimidating. You know, it is intimidating when you don't know everything, but trusting the process and realizing you're going to gain the knowledge as it, as you go, I think is a big thing. And also just 
leaning on people when it comes to things like, you know, we didn't have podcasts when I started out. Um, we just had to call people up and ask them to coffee. So um, asking lots of questions. Uh, and also I would say this is another big nugget is know your, know your place, like know where you are in the timeline. I say this to, to interns who are starting out with me, like, don't pretend that you're a CEO. Like, don't pretend you're a senior project manager. Sort of lean into the novice part of, of where you are in, in the timeline, because that way people will be helpful to you. Just say, you know what, I don't, you know, it's my first week. I don't really know what I'm doing, um, but I want to ask the right questions. Or, you know, maybe I don't know what questions to ask. Can you help me make sure I get the information I need? I think that's very important for young people. Instead of trying to pretend you know everything because there's you're just going to put up a wall then and you're not going to get answers that you really need for your career. Yeah, that's absolutely huge. And I feel like that goes hand in hand, you know, with um, respecting the process, understanding the process, maybe even loving the process. So if you aren't that senior project manager and you're the intern or whatever, you know, title you might have, it's really respecting that that's where you want to go and that's where you will be, you know, if you put in the work, but this is where I'm at right now. And I think being present and understanding and, and, and enjoying that present moment is really um, one of the best gifts that we have. And so many times we're trying to zoom past it or zoom before it, it seems like. Yeah. And there's something to be said for being, you know, new to the field and young and excited. I mean, the ambition and the passion and the joy that it doesn't get used up, but you do have to start once you gain enough knowledge and experience, obviously something becomes a little bit more, it's more of, you know, your life's work versus something that you're looking forward to. Like, mm -hmm. Don't, don't leapfrog over that. That is such an amazing time. I mean, even when I was not sleeping and working such crazy hours, I mean, what excitement that was, it was really an, an amazing time with everything ahead of me. So, you know, don't leapfrog over that. Just enjoy that learning experience and knowing everything's in front of you. Absolutely. And so uh, now I wanted to ask you my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. And we're open at different quote unquote CEOs on the show. So Trisha, what does being a CEO mean to you? Being CEO is, there's a lot to it, um, but in a nutshell, it's really being coach, quarterback, and cheerleader. That's kind of how I look at it. You're wearing lots of different hats um, and it's a team effort, but you really have to be all three of those roles um, for your own team, for your clients, um, just in the industry in general, knowing that you have to lead the team. Um, you have to have a vision for the team. Um, you are the one who's basically responsible for everything that's happening, you know, like the quarterback is. But then you also have to be the cheerleader who's always keeping everyone excited, giving them reasons to be part of your team. So I think that's kind of how I look at it is coach, quarterback, and cheerleader of a team. Awesome, awesome, awesome. I love that perspective and, you know, understanding the interchangeable roles and, and all the different aspects you kind of have to sometimes cover and how each of them help the, the engine to run in the in the the, uh, the team to move forward, so to speak. So um, I truly appreciate that definition and I appreciate your time even more. What I wanted to do is just pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best they can get a hold of you and to find out about all the awesome things you and your team are working on. Sure, sure. So uh, as you mentioned, my firm is Huntley Company or Huntley Co. Interior Design. Uh, we're based in Washington, D.C., but we do work everywhere. We've done work uh, New York, Florida, Charleston, um, Arizona, Minneapolis, London, Switzerland. 
So that's been kind of an exciting part of what I do. Um, and you can find us at www.huntleycompany.com. Our um, social media is at Huntley Co. Design, but mostly on Instagram. So you can find us there. And I would love to hear from anybody in your audience. We'd love to talk about design. Awesome, awesome, awesome. I truly appreciate that, Trisha. We will have the links and information in the show notes as well, too, so that everybody can get a hold of you and find out about all the awesome things that you're doing and the work that you're creating. But I appreciate you for the words of wisdom, the work that you do as well. And I hope you have a great rest of the day. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast, powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Get your driven CEO gear at ceogear.co. This has been the I Am CEO podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.